Dude, things are expensive. They really are. Like it is, yeah. uh, it's getting a little crazy. I don't want to say it's like too crazy out there, but it's definitely one of those times where you, you start to notice the price of things kind of going up, you know, yeah. kind of creeping up on you. I've um, never seen like you hear, we, we study inflation, we hear about inflation and we see it like in, in some ways, like in different markets, certain stuff. Um, but I don't know, man, just here lately, the last month or two, like I just see inflation everywhere. Like I just go to the store and things are just so expensive. And yeah. uh, so it's actually affecting my budget now. Like we're having to make adjustments mm-hmm. and uh, it's crazy. I've just never experienced that before. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like we're used to that slow kind of creep of, you know, year over year, things may be increasing, but I think definitely this year, I don't know if it's maybe we're just paying more attention to it this year, um, but I would definitely say, you know, it's something I've noticed. Um, uh, and I think we're getting up to that that place where you're starting to see inflation and things maybe you wouldn't um, mm-hmm. during a normal year. So in economics, we learned about um, this thing called um, um, uh, menu costs, which basically mean there's usually buffers in between, um, you know, uh, when something will move to the next price range. And I know like this is a small tangent that we didn't discuss talking about, but it's something I just thought of. That's kind of cool. Um, it might be helpful is think about it. If you you own a restaurant, right. And things, you know, you've got your prices lifted, listed on your menu. And let's say mm-hmm. your prices of goods and your labor in your restaurant slowly go up. Well, there's a certain point where they've gone up just a little bit that it's still not worth you going out and printing all new menus to update your prices, right? It's still expensive because mm-hmm. you got to go, you know, you know, redo the entire menu layout to get, you know, your new prices in there and then print your whole new menus, which that's a lot of labor and work and, uh, you know, and money that's going to go into that. So you're not going to update, you know, update your menu prices for five cents on a dish. You know what I mean? You're going to wait until, okay, we have to update this two or three bucks. That's going to cause you to be willing to eat the cost of updating the menus. Does that make sense? Right. Um, So it's one of those things of I think year over year, we're used to seeing those small things that are quick update. But now we're seeing the things that's like, okay, things have made a jump. And so now a lot of other prices are jumping as well. Right. Um, You know, so I think it's kind of an interesting time um, for us to be able to see that, see what actually, you know, inflation looked like. Yeah. And then also reminisce about, you know, what it was like in the the crazy world of the 70s and 80s. You know, it's just everything was crazy. So, yeah, (laughs) anything crazy then. It's crazy now, though. Uh, Do you think that some people are because what what inflation means, I think, has been skewed a little bit. Um, cause in my mind, what inflation means is just the dollar bills value goes down and that's due to the government printing the m- printing money, right. uh, because it's a fiat currency. But, um, I know we're not, I mean, we're experiencing a lot of that right now, but that's not everything. There are supply chain issues because of COVID-19. There is, um, uh, shortage of labor and thus, um, rate, uh, Wages that have gone up, not because of inflation, but because of that shortage of labor. Mm. And I know that that has been, um, in fact, I heard in the news today that um, my wife will be very upset that uh, frozen waffles, for whatever reason, has been greatly affected by inflation. Not frozen waffles. But they also said, I know, right? 
but they said that it was due to supply change chains huh. and then but then said it was due to inflation so in your opinion um how did those differ by definition like does that should we count that as inflation or are we just blaming inflation for everything yeah i think inflation is a tough number to peg it really is like as far as saying this is the exact inflation going on with this you know related to a good or a service because i think there's a lot of as you mentioned industry factors within specific groups so there could be say there was you know some issue at the frozen waffle factory okay where there was a re significant reduction in production that sounded great um of <laughs> frozen waffles so in that specific instance the price may go up because there's less supply now but it may not be that oh this is inflation affecting our frozen waffles um so it may be dependent on each industry and also inflation in general doesn't affect each industry the same um some things are the same price that they've been for a really long time like you know i think arizona iced tea has been a dollar for a really long time mcdonald's yeah. large has been a dollar for a really long time um you know so some things maybe won't change as much um and maybe some of those are kind of set um whereas other industries you may experience it a little bit more so i think it's a really <clears throat> tough number to be able to say exactly um you know how it affects each industry but i definitely think we blame it a lot and but i i think you know it is a contributing factor um but there's oftentimes as you mentioned maybe a few underlying things that kind of also produce some higher prices um so it right. may not all be inflation um but i right. think especially you know if you look at you know a time where the government is printing a lot of new currency that's going to be a time we're going to see a lot of, you know some significant yeah. inflation so it's it's one of those things of you know you kind of look at a few different factors and kind of you know see kind of guess what kind of plays the most part into it yeah i've noticed like our grocery bill has definitely gone up we've had to make more choices wiser choices and kind of had to choose not to eat certain kinds of foods and stuff um and so you know i've seen we've done we've seen that before but usually it was that certain industry was affected for a certain reason. Right. And therefore I had a price hike for a short amount of time, but it seems like it's consistent all around the board to varying degrees, but it does mm -hmm. seem to be consistent. When we go in the grocery store, we definitely see um, increased prices on just about everything. So, right. And so that's something you would tie back, you know, to looks right. like that's going to be some inflation involved. Right. And that's what I'm thinking. Um, but I, I know that there's, we probably blame inflation for everything. I know there's a whole lot more factors that goes into that. Um, yeah. And I saw one and being the biggest one. Yeah, no, I saw one, um, one tweet this week. There was an interesting thought. Um, but it was basically saying if, you know, if we say inflation this year was 5% and obviously when you hear the number of inflation, 5% know that it's going to affect each individual differently. And I think we've said that before in another episode. Um, you know, looking specifically at inflation, but it, you know, by industry, you know, by what assets you have and what you buy, all sorts of things, um, you know, can affect how much um, inflation you experience. But let's say you had 5% inflation this year in the, the things that you buy. Um, and maybe you get to the end of the year and your company gives you a 3% raise. What this tweet was saying is that, you know, if you really think about it, that's actually a pay decrease, you know? Mm -hmm. You should have expected at least 5% to keep up with everything. 
but you got less than that. And so it's an interesting thing that we don't often think about of, you know, maybe at your workplace, trying to vie for a little bit more to keep up with inflation, just to maintain the same salary instead of, you know, making more. It's actually because you're having to spend more. So just to keep yeah. things level might be, you know, a reason to ask, you know, towards the end of the year for, um, you know, some more, uh, uh, some more income yeah. there. So it's an interesting thought, you know, related to Absolutely. And I mean, wages are going up everywhere. So, I mean, I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to hurt to ask the boss if you can get a raise or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it something to think about. Yeah. I mean, I might need to do the same. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, wanted to take a look. I saw an article on calvarywise.com. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Uh, but they had a good, <laughs> they had a good article on uh, nine bad money habits you need to stop ASAP. And I thought we could take a yeah. look at that one, see if it even is a bad habit, and two, if it's a bad habit, what do you do about it? How do you break that? Yeah. And um, so I thought we'd just kind of go through this. There's like nine points. So we'll kind of go through them quickly and just kind of see either debunk or say, hey, yeah, that's a definitely a bad habit, and just kind of see what uh, what we need to do about it. So uh, the first one is very simple, and it actually mentions in the uh, description, um, COVID nineteen related is uh, not preparing for an emergency. And I think mm. we all, I, I'm speaking for majority of Americans, including myself, we have all had a situation in probably the past year and a half where there was an emergency and we needed to take care of that. So um, yeah. my opinion, absolutely, we need to prepare for emergencies and specifically having an emergency fund. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, there's Murphy's Law is out there for a reason. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. what can go wrong will go wrong. Um, so I think, you know, having a, a an approach to that of like, you know, hey, stuff's going to go wrong. And so I think a lot of times we set stuff up um, for if some, everything goes perfectly, like it'll work if everything goes perfectly. Um, but I think a lot of times there's going to be something that's going to go wrong. So at least putting a little buffer in there of, you know, an emergency fund or having some margin in your month to month. Um, mm -hmm. you know, spending and, you know, between your income and expenses. So I definitely think, I think that's a no brainer of, you can need to have something, um, there cause something's stuff's always going to go wrong. Yeah. So you need to be that's good. I it. like your point of, uh, having emergency fund, but also having a buffer maybe in your budget, taking whatever that margin that you have is take a tiny little amount of margin and mm -hmm. put that to just like a miscellaneous or just yeah, put, I think, put that away as a yeah. buffer of some sort. We we yeah. do that ourselves. We got a little yeah. bit of a buffer in our checking account. We don't even don't even look at it. It doesn't go to anything. It's just a buffer in case something happens mm -hmm. so I don't get an overdraft fee to the savings. And you know what I mean. So having that that little bit of buffer, it's a that's a big deal. Yeah, no, and definitely I like your point um on the miscellaneous category in the budget. I think that one's a big um a big one that you should have because stuff always comes up. We forget somebody's birthday is this month and you know we gotta go out and do that or we're going decide to go do something kind of last minute um and it's nice just to have a little bit of room in that miscellaneous so it's not like oh uh, well i guess we can't eat you know because we gotta yeah. go to this thing you know so just have a little bit of room i think goes um you know goes a long way uh for i got that. an example of a uh account fee or a late fee on an insurance thing that i uh didn't pay in time so miscellaneous Ouch. have it yeah i pulled yeah. this out because i crumbled it i was very upset 
Uh, I bet. Yeah. It's only 15 bucks, but it's like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect it still that. still hurts. So anyway, yeah. it hurts. 15 bucks hurts. Uh, okay, so the second one was um, bad habit, spending as much as you earn or spending more than you earn. I think this is more towards the budgeting that we're talking about, having a budget. But even if you do have a budget and all your money is being is put in the budget, I know we talk about a zero base budget, but like don't have it going all to your expenses. Like you need to yeah. still have that margin that we're talking about. So, you know, zero is good. You need to put your dollars in it, go into something. Um, was it Robert Kiyosaki said that it was like dollars are like soldiers you need to put them out and, or no, no, no. As a shark tank guy, he said yeah. that, oh, I forgot his yeah. name. I think it was Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. He said there's this little, little army men and they come back and they bring more. Uh, so you definitely need to put every dollar to use, um, but don't put it all to expenses. You know, definitely need to have margin going to savings and investing and stuff like that. Um, and then don't spend more than you earn because how are you going to pay your bills? You know, yeah. somebody's going to have to swipe a credit card. So yeah. uh, that's, yeah, definitely that's how you get habit. more in the hole. Yeah, I think, you know, you've heard those listening. You've heard Cody and I say this, and it's really the formula that we believe. And, you know, you really research any other financial person out there. This is the formula is spend less than you make and invest the difference. Like that's really the formula and it's always going to be there. Um, so if you're spending everything you're making or if you're spending more than you make, obviously that's going to be a problem. Um, but if you really want to get ahead, that's the, the, that's the way to do it. That's the template that's been laid out is you have to make that expenses less than the income or make the income more than the expenses. Either way, you've got to have a gap there and then you got to do something with that. That's, you know, always going to be right. the, the formula. So number three, uh, bad habit number three is waiting till you, and there's quotes, have more money to save or invest. What's your thoughts mm. on that one? I uh, I agree with that. Um, if I'm, you know, reading it, you know, how I'm thinking or how they intended. Um, I think sometimes we get in this, um, get in this thought of, well, I only have this. So let's say, you know, you only had a hundred bucks a month that you could put towards whatever your next goal. If you want to pay off some credit cards or if you want to um, maybe start investing, it's like, oh, I only have a hundred bucks. So I'm going to wait until I've got $300 a month or something. I'm just kind of making up some numbers. But what we often miss is that it's so useful just to even put what you have in place. Cause oftentimes you'll find you'll make excuses later as well. Like if you make excuses now as to why you can't utilize what you have, then when you do have more later, there'll always be something else that'll come up and want to use that. Yeah. So what I'd say is start with what you have. Just start. If it's, again, whatever you got, if it's $20, $50 a month, whatever you can do, start there. And then you'll find it's easier to grow once you at least start. Um, so don't worry about, oh, I can't max out my account retirement accounts yet start with what you can and then work up to that so it's i think too many times we we overthink it and think we need to have some big number um and really whatever much or little you have just start and you'll find it kind of works its way up from there um yeah but yeah so i agree with that like it's just starting is half the battle yeah it's um Understanding compound interest. 
is really what it is. Um, if you have any form of margin, um, if you think of, let's say you've got debts, well, interest is working against you. So even if you don't have enough, maybe you don't even have enough to make the, the full payment, but you have something, you need to be putting it there hmm. because something's better than nothing, especially when there's compound interest working, or I'm sorry, interest working against you. And then when yeah. you've got just something, maybe it's a small amount. You know, we talk about 15% of your income. You don't need to be waiting till you've mm. built enough margin to then have 15% of your income. Let's say you pay off your debts um, and you're ready to start investing. So you wait until you've got 15% margin ready to go. And then you start, you open up an IRA. Let's not do that. Let's, yeah. let's find whatever we can. Let's scrounge up. Let's go ahead and open up that IRA the best we can. The only time I could say that that may be the case that you need to wait is if there's a minimum to open up that account. But usually that's only like $1,000. And so I can understand. But even then, you still need to be saving it. Let's say you've only got 50 bucks. Save that 50 bucks till you get up to the 1000 and then throw it in to an IRA and then keep throwing that 50 bucks in until yeah. you can grow that margin. I mean, you need to. You know, that's not going to be enough. But throw it in a calculator. Mm. Go, look, go to, I think it's investmentcalculator.com. Just throw it in there. Take a look. Put 8% interest rate. That's a really conservative uh, interest rate, especially in a standard index fund. See what that looks like. 50 bucks a month. It's a pretty number after a couple of years. Yeah. It looks nice, yeah. especially after 30 or 40. Yeah. It looks really good. So, no, I, I uh, totally agree with that. And just practically, um, you know, my wife and I, we had to do that when we first got married. And it, 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 it was something I had to get over. So as far as like practically applying this of I wanted to get to that 15% going towards retirement but when we first got married we did not have 15 percent to put towards retirement yeah. so what we ended up deciding to do is we just did what we could and that's what we started with and it became a goal then to get up to the 15 percent um and so that's something we were able to achieve and we worked you know hard to get to it and now we've been able to maintain that but it didn't happen instantly like we had a lot of expenses right out of the gate um, my wife was still going through school, so we had a lot of bills, you know, associated with that. And so it was something that we decided we're going to do what we can until we can do what we want to. And so um, I definitely echo, you know, what you said on that, Cody, of, you know, it, we set guidelines, but do whatever you can till you can get up to that. You know, don't feel like you have to wait. Um, and yeah. you, as to your point, you lose out on a lot of growth and I think momentum as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. Something's always better than nothing. Yep. All right. Number four, bad habit, relying on loans to pay your bills. Ouch. Yeah, I think ouch. I mean, I think that kind of goes back to, you know, um, don't spend more than you make. I feel like that's where yeah. that comes in. Um, you know, and I um, visions come to mind of like the payday loans with crazy interest rates, you know, trying yeah. to make it work. And I just... Um, I feel very strongly about those and my, and my hatred towards them. <laughs> um, but it's just something I hope no one would ever have to turn to, to basically bury yourself trying to make it to next month or make it to the next paycheck. I think it does a lot more harm than good, unfortunately. Um, when people are already in a vulnerable place and then you make it even worse by having crazy interest rates associated yeah. with your loans. Yeah. And there's, um, there's apps out there that make this really easy. Um, some banks have this as well. I think there's one called Chime. Uh, it's a completely mobile bank. 
and they'll give you your your paycheck like three days earlier than your payday. But they may look great, but there are some hidden Mm. uh, words in that document that you agree on the terms and services. And um, it's not good if that paycheck does come in and we don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not saying that there isn't a time. Maybe somebody really, really, really has to have that loan. I'm not saying that there isn't some case out there where that's the case, but I mean, it is not a good idea. It is not a good idea at all. Um, Definitely. I would consider this a very bad habit. Um, So be very careful when you see those kinds of apps. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Um, And then I don't, they're not coming to mind what their names are, but I see them on commercials Mm. all the time. And I know that banks are starting to give out those kinds of incentives, but they're actually, to my knowledge, loans. So definitely be careful when you take a look at those. Right. Yeah. So I think definitely getting on a good footing to our point before of spending less than you make, I think takes care of this one. So it's kind of, for me, it's kind of part of that other one of Mm -hmm. just make sure you're spending less than you make and then you won't run into this problem. Yeah, so that one's like, I guess, more of getting a loan to handle those bills. But I mean, that's the same thing as swiping a credit card as well. So Right, unless you got the money. Yeah. Right. So number five, um, not taking control of your income streams. And this one's kind of weird. Didn't quite understand what this means, Uh, but I started reading and it was just talking about having consistency in your paydays. Hmm. Um, having a consistency in okay. your job. And um, I don't know what your thoughts are. I think that's important, but I think that really just it depends on who you are, what the job is. Because, I mean, you could be commission-based that you only get paid once a month, but it may be a good amount. And if you're able to manage that, then there's no problem there. You know, you don't need right. to have a paycheck every week. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I could see that being a positive of having a consistent paycheck, but... I mean, I think it depends on what your job is. Like, I know a few people that do seasonal work, um, you know, like putting up Christmas lights or things like that, where they do so much work during one part of the year. And that's where the majority of their income comes in. And then it kind of, you know, maybe they do some other stuff the other parts of the year. But really, they're working so much in those few few months. So I think it depends. I, I, I think more planning has to go into it to make sure you're good and you don't run out of money the rest of the year. Or if you have an inconsistent um, paycheck, you know, to your point of like, if you're strictly commission, um, you want to make sure you've got a little bit, maybe more buffer and say an emergency fund um, mm-hmm. to cover any oops in kind of the timing. Cause you don't want to be like, Oh, bills are due. I've got nothing. Um, right. So it's kind of to the last point. Um, so I, I don't know if I'd say it's a goal to make it more consistent um, depending on what your job is. But I would say, you know, gaining control of your income could be a really big thing. Um, we talk about side hustles all the time. Um, you know, we talk about selling things that you don't need to get a little quick boost of income. Um, and then really applying yourself at your job or your career to grow that income as well. Um, so I think multiple income streams and then, you know, growing the ones you have, I think that's definitely a way to take control. Um, so I, I don't know if I'd say I'd, shoot for uh you know just having it be consistent i think you want to grow it no matter what it is that makes sense yeah yeah i'd say this isn't exactly a a bad habit per se it's more of just a i mean if you don't have income coming in then i think that's you know obviously a problem but i think if you have a seasonal job or something um 
you know, I think that's fine. You just need to be a little more planned out with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so number six, it's really is not a financial. This could be applied to anything, but it says uh, constantly blaming others for your mistakes. Dang. Just going right so, for it on this one. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe blaming your spouse over a purchase i don't know i don't really don't know what this one's talking about um i think it could be also economic situation where you start out i think that could definitely be a thing that, that's true like blaming um, well i Big some of it i don't think is like let me clarify like i don't know if you're necessarily blaming others um i think you know where you start out is where you start out but i think you know some people can kind of i think really wherever you start out you can easily blame others and say like i don't know i could just feel mm. like i know people that no matter where they're at they could find a way <laughs> to <laughs> make it somebody else's fault you know what i mean like uh, you know if they were start out in a really rough kind of economic background they'll say you know well i was just brought up in this this is what i was destined to be other people held me down whatever but and then right. if they were raised in like you know some really high that you know economic um, you know, kind of status and they were given everything, they'd be like, well, I wasn't really taught this, you know, I kind of just had it handed to me. So it's their fault for not teaching me. You know what I mean? Like, I just know right. people that can, no matter what it is, they will find an excuse. Uh, yeah. It's always somebody think, else's fault. I think you were right on the money of what they're talking about. Um, because I, I started reading the article, the, yeah. that paragraph, which I probably should have done beforehand, but whatever. That probably um, been there were some examples of like, it was my parents who refused to teach me about financial freedom. Mm. Things like it was my silly friend who introduced me to this Ponzi scheme. So I guess yeah. it's what it's saying is you're the one that made the mistake. Own it. Move on. Don't blame others. And I think what it's trying to say is when we blame others, we tend to devalue that financial situation as that's someone else's fault that's someone else's problem therefore i'm not going to handle it mm. where it's still our financial situation it may not even be your fault it may be your friend's stupid ponzi scheme but you are the one that invested in your friend's idea um in fact i was watching uh, the big bang theory with my wife and uh there was a uh scene where this this guy comes up to the nerds and says look guys i got a great idea 3d glasses but for just regular tvs like like it turns any movie into 3d and they're all like that's impossible and he's like no you need to invest in this now and i'm thinking like you'd lose a lot of money in that deal right there right so don't do those deals <laughs> and if you do those deals own up to those deals own up to what you did and and move forward so i think yeah. that's what that's talking about yeah no uh, I so yeah agree. i think i think you're on that one yeah i think um and, you know, I don't want to discredit. There could be situations where people were maybe taken advantage of or not given good information um, and maybe they lost a lot or maybe they just didn't have a lot of information to start out with. Um, so I'd say one thing that's difficult is recognizing, OK, somebody may have wronged me. Maybe they did or maybe, you know, it's just your own uh, your own fault in that. But I'd say regardless, um, own the solution. So if mm -hmm. it's you find yourself in a problem. Um, I think a great thing is, you know, no, regardless of how you got there, um, you own the solution of you getting out, which is really empowering when you come to that of, you know, if you want to fix it. All right. You figure it out. You know, what do you need mm -hmm. to do? Um, and, and I think that's a mindset thing more than in a lot of areas, you know, to what you said, not just money. Um, right. I think, you know, owning up 
to it and just saying, okay, I'm going to figure out it may not have been my fault or maybe it was, but I'm going to be in charge of the solution. Gotcha. So number seven, um, and I actually finished reading that paragraph and the, what I think you're going to, what you're, what I think you are going to interpret it as is going to be different from what they are okay. uh, mentioning, but it's uh, both are going to be very good. So I'm, I'm going to see if this right. is what, what you're we'll thinking. See. So it's number seven, bad habit is hoarding money. Okay. So what, what do you think? I think of like hoarding cash, <laughs> like yeah. sticking it that's in what a I mattress. First. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, yeah. Um, I think just saving instead of actually doing stuff and making your money work for you. I think of your money's just sitting there. The coffee can right. buried in the yard under the mattress in the drawer, that type of stuff. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was like having yeah. maybe just a, a bunch of money in the in, in the bank and just not doing anything inflation's mm-hmm. hitting it there's no interest rates helping it it's not invested that's what i was thinking uh what they were mentioning was more of um just using your money don't hoard money just to be rich have a mindset of uh money does not control me i control what money uh, what, what my money does be mm-hmm. a giver set aside for leisure give um the causes that matter stuff like that so this is mm-hmm. saying more of like don't be a an old miser don't be (laughs) you know scrooge mcduck and just hoard money for the sake of money just because you want to be rich um which is actually something we talked about last podcast about what is rich check Mm. that out if you haven't heard that um but what we're thinking is hey if you have cash sitting there it after about five years that's not helping you you need to put that to something um which i would say both bad habits yeah I, i think both are good yeah no as far as the uh kind of the um the scrooge mcduck uh analysis of that one i've heard you know other people say you know um as far as holding money with a clenched fist versus an open hand i don't know if you've heard Mm -hmm. that analogy cody it's probably pretty common um but just saying that you know if you hold so tightly you know to money no more can get in um but if you kind of open it up and allow it to flow you know guess that you know they say you know if you give freely um you know it kind of frees it up rather than it's kind of just all like stopped up and you know and you don't right. give anything out so i would i would agree with you know that point and then you know also kind of um to our point as well um you know if you've got money just sitting in a bank unless it's used for a specific purpose um i think you need to put it to work for you because i think one thing we get half of it is we get the saving part but we don't transfer that also over into investing and so we have money just sitting in an account but it's not doing anything for us um so i think you got to make your money work as hard as you do so investing is a great way of making your money work for you um and so if it's just sitting there in a bank account again unless it's for a specific use like an emergency fund i would say that's um something where it's more like insurance than um investing because it's sitting there just in case but for most other things unless you're saving for a short-term goal um i would say if it's just sitting there it's not working as much uh for you as yeah. you could get out of there but i think yeah. either way either interpretation i think is is helpful yeah so you're Absolutely. right on that yeah um so number eight is uh saving without a goal bad habit is saving without a goal um hmm. i definitely think that is could be a bad habit um 
you know, I could see somebody as like saving money because they have some margin or investing and they don't really know what they want to do with it yet. Mm. Um, I don't see, I don't see this, that being necessarily a problem, but if you don't have goals for any of your margin, I would say that's a problem. So if you don't, you know, invest for a specific reason, AKA retirement or maybe early retirement or 529 plans for your kids, stuff like that. Mm. Definitely need to have goals and, and, you know, accounts that, that are specific to those goals. And so I would say that's definitely important, but I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent bad habit to save without a goal. Maybe you got a little bit of margin that's just extra and you don't know mm. what to do with it. That may be a good buffer for something. Maybe you want to put it towards something fun, but you don't know what that is yet. I'm not going to say that that's necessarily a bad habit. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, so I'll give a practical example of at least what I thought of um, when you read this of like, I am a principal saver. So I save because I know that's how you get ahead. Right. So I say, all right, we need to set aside some money out of every paycheck. We need to set something aside every month. Um, it needs to be going towards something. Whereas my wife, which is this where it's great to have a spouse that can help you is she says why why do we do that she mm -hmm. needs specific goals that we're working towards otherwise you know for her it feels like we are you know kind of just hoarding it or, or you're just saving it but it's more like oh no we're doing it for this purpose so that's one thing she's helped me out with a lot is i need to articulate to her okay here's what we're saving here's what it's going towards this is our goal um, right and then the other thing i thought of as well is I think it gives you more motivation if you do have a goal. So if you put a dollar amount um, or a percentage goal to it, I think that helps incentivize you, you know, to get there rather than oh, I just do this every month. And it's more like a, um, you know, something you can go achieve. So I think that maybe is also right. what they're, um, you know, intending with that. Um, so I, I think it's something good I, to your point. I don't know if it's necessarily a bad habit not to have a goal in mind. Um, I think it's definitely optimal. What are you doing it for? But I don't yeah. think it's like, oh, you wasted it because you, <laughs> you know, you didn't have a plan for it yet. But um, I, I could see where they're saying, have a plan, know where your money's going. Um, so it doesn't kind of just sit there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't label this as a bad habit, but like you said, it is optimal. I, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, but I mean, if you're saving, then that's good habit. So yeah, you're, I mean, you're I wouldn't there. necessarily label this bad habit. Yeah. But, I um, mean, you're setting yeah. the money aside. So I think just, you know, I think there's more benefits to having some goals that you can uh, try to get to. Yeah. But definitely optimal if you have goals. Yeah. All right. So last one, this was a really good one. Number nine, bad habit is dipping into your savings. Yeah. This yeah, hits. I would agree with that. Yeah, that, that one hits me. <laughs> yeah. um, I I really try not to, um, but sometimes it just happens. Um, and it's not, it's usually, and this is how, where it gets us, is it's usually not emergencies because you've got the emergency fund, right? Yeah. So it's those extra things of, well, we were going to use it for that, but we're going to use it for this instead. And sometimes that works out to our benefit of like, yeah, we'd rather do this other thing. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, we were saving that for that thing. And now we moved, you know, we moved it somewhere else. And so right. now we have less in that goal uh, of getting there. So I definitely fall into this 
um, yeah, this bad habit. Yeah, I mean, especially if because um, I mean, we we had a podcast about how we were paying for the uh, trip that we're going to take where we're going to see each other. Yeah, um, in Utah, and um, you had mentioned that you guys were actually able to cash flow that, and that mm-hmm. that is optimal. And then for me, I actually had to pull out of a savings account because um, my wife and I talked about it. And we're like, this opportunity is super important to us and we're okay with pushing down this goal about mm-hmm. three or four months. And right. so not optimal, not saying that it's super bad, but not optimal, not saying you can't do that, but definitely would, if you could cash flow it, I would say definitely shoot for that. So dipping into yeah. your savings is like, it's nice that you have savings. It depends on the goal is really what I'm going to say is with that, right. if it's a bad habit or not. Let's say you are saving up to buy a house, maybe down payment, and then you just go, ah, I'm going to buy a Tesla. <laughs> that might be a bad idea. I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't know your situation. You know, you maybe, need, yeah. yeah, maybe you need a Tesla. I'd like a Tesla. Um, and I'm saying this because I look at my bank account and, then, and I look at Tesla's and I'm like, <laughs> you know. Right, which one would rather have? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've got that margin. I could make that monthly payment. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, but I, I guess I would, I don't know. Would you label this as a, as a bad habit? Well, I'd say if it's, um, you know, it really depends. I think it's what your savings goal is, but also what are you spending it on? Uh, to your point, it's something you don't really need. Then, um, or if it's maybe due to a lack of planning, then I would say it's a bad, it's a bad habit. I would say if, if, you know, you're kind of making it work, this is truly what you prioritize and want to do, then, you know, maybe it's not the best, but I think you could still make it work. Um, again, to our point, it's, you know, not optimal. Like maybe it's better to cash flow it. Cause for me, I like to, when I say I'm going to use set aside for something that it is set aside for that. It reduces so much of the temptation to do this. So anytime I do have to draw from savings, I want to make sure I have you know, valid reasons as to why I'm doing it and not just like, oh, something was on sale. I really ha- wanted just to buy it. So I'm going to take out of this, you know, right. Savings. Unless that's really what I wanted to do. But I try to be strict with myself and say, no, I set it aside for this. I'm not going to touch it unless yeah. I have a, you know, a good reason. Yeah. And it is a bad habit. So if you do it once for a very specific very goal true. or, you know, you have a, a great opportunity or something like that understandable but not as a habit would not yeah, want to make it happen yeah because um back in my early years of of learning financial freedom and um and doing this kind of stuff we uh i would have margin i would have a good savings i'd be debt free but one of my main problems was budgeting and and i still struggle with budgeting but i was really bad then and there would be times when something just came up and I don't have the money in the checking account. I've got mm. the money, but I don't have the money in the checking account. Mm. And like what you were saying, I, I used to just save money. Just it, it didn't have a goal. There was no point. Mm-hmm. I would just throw money into the savings account. Right. And then I would have to go back out of the savings account and then put it into the checking account to be able to pay for whatever that bill is. Yeah. And, you know, and at that point, all that is, is just bad planning. It's just bad planning, bad budgeting. That, that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have to do that. Right. Yeah. And so I would say in that case, yeah, that's definitely a bad habit. And I had that. This is definitely mm-hmm. a habit I've had to break is a bad habit of, oh, this came up. Oh, I don't have the money in the checking account. It's in savings. I saved it. I got to pull it back out, put it back yeah. in here. 
And then in my bank account, I've only got, I think it's six uh, times that I can pull out of uh, my savings account a month. And mm-hmm. so that could definitely become a problem if you've built a habit of dipping into your savings. Right. You know, so um, I wouldn't recommend it. Now, I'm not saying that it's not the case for sinking funds. Sinking funds, that's a whole different story. That's really not savings. That's something that's specifically there to pay for your bills. Right. But we're just talking a general savings account. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a, a habit I had to break. Yeah, no, I think this habit, um, it's like trying to store water in a leaky bucket. That's really what mm. it is. Like, if you really want to reach whatever goal you have, you got to plug, you know, stop the leak. Yeah. I like know, how you said you, that right as my cup was leaking. That was very nice. What timing mm-hmm. on that? But I think it's, it's true. Like, why like, is this wet? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because, if you know, if you keep trying to, you know, fill it up, but you're draining it at the same time, you're, you're not you're not going to get there as fast. So I yeah. think unless you get another cup and you're just like this, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think, you know, have a purpose, have a goal and set it for that. And then to your point, plan so you don't have to touch it. So things mm-hmm. don't come up that, you know, you need to pull from. it. Yeah. Well, that's it. That was nine bad habits. I think uh, two of these, I think we decided we're not necessarily bad habits, just something to, to kind of keep in mind. So, yeah, maybe not so, optimal. Was, and plenty of those up. we have Pretty been victim cool. to and. In our life, we yeah. have definitely, um, you know, fallen out of those. And I think I think a good budget, it's basic, but I think we keep going back to it. A good budget solves a lot of those. Yeah. Budget, margin, no debt, investing. Yeah. It's just consistency. Just stay with it. And that's usually where I fail in this is when I'm not consistent. Yeah. When I kind of let the budget slide and I do this a lot. and uh, And then you're like, oh. I didn't plan that very well. And then I start getting a leaky bucket or a cup. So, yeah, no, yeah. totally true. But I think that's a good but, lesson. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, uh, sharing yeah. it. It was interesting going through all of them. Yeah. We'll try to, uh, go through some more kind of debunking stuff like this. I like, um, I like pulling up articles like this cause it's what people see a lot. Mm-hmm. When people have financial questions, they tend to just quickly Google and then they get these articles. And so, um, uh, it's, it's information that's out there that a lot of people have actually read this article. And so uh, I like to go through it, kind of see what's the, the good, the bad, the pros and cons. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but if you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, please reach out to us. Let us know about it. Um, if you get any questions about these bad habits, you want to break one of these bad habits. If you have another bad habit, if you think that that wasn't a bad habit, just reach out to us. Let us know. Um, ask us questions. Go to www.willandcody.com. And we got a contact us page. You can submit your question there. You can also reach out to us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the other places. And then also, I believe, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Yep, um, we're out there. And I think we're on like Breaker and Anchor and a couple other places. So, um, us up. yeah, we're just popping up everywhere now. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, um, just uh, send us some questions. We'd really enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys.